Good afternoon. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus, and welcome back to the Word of Truth, the show where you will only hear the truth as found in Scripture. Last week, Pastor Pace continued his series on the mutual commitment. Today, he will break down this subject even further. You don't want to miss it. The Word of Truth is hosted by Pastor Joel Pace of Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, where we are a church for all nationalities. For more information about us, you can go to our website, gtacdallas.com. But now, here's Pastor Joel Pace on the Word of Truth. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm Pastor Joel Pace of Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, and I welcome you to the Word of Truth broadcast. We thank you so much again for joining in and tuning in and listening to our broadcast. And we certainly hope that we are a blessing and a help to you as we come forth with the word of God, breaking the bread of life. Amen. There's nothing more precious, no greater treasure than the word of God. Amen. Well, the last couple of weeks I've been uh, speaking on a lesson Uh, My scripture text coming from the book of John, chapter 2, and verse 23 through 25, uh, where it says that, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man." I've been talking about a mutual commitment, a mutual commitment. It is so important that Jesus is committed to us. And here we see in our scripture text again that many believed in his name when they saw the miracles that he did. But verse 24 says, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. The word commit there is the same Greek word as as believed. Amen. And so you could say that many believed in his name when they saw the miracles, but Jesus did not believe in them. Amen. Jesus did not trust them. Jesus did not commit himself to them. You see, they believed, but Believing goes a lot deeper than just saying you believe. There's got to be a commitment to God. Amen. The Bible talks about faithfulness. We need to be faithful. We need to be loyal, dependable, consecrated, committed to God. That's all in the first commandment. The first commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Think about that. To love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That's everything in you. Amen. In order to love the Lord that way, you've got to make a commitment to him. Amen. You've got to make a commitment with your love to him. You've got to make a commitment with your faithfulness to him. You've got to make a commitment, your dedication to him. You've got to make a commitment that all of your mind, soul, and strength will be for him. 
Amen. And so in order to love the Lord like God wants us to love him, then we've got to make that commitment to him. And when we make that commitment to him, he will make that commitment to us. Praise God. We can't expect that God would just do everything for us because we say we believe. No. No, we must commit ourselves to him. Amen. By obeying him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Praise God. Keep my commandments. We must live by every word of God. That takes a commitment to do that. Praise the Lord. We aren't saved because we shake a preacher's hand. We aren't saved because we go to church every Sunday. We, don't, we aren't saved because we say we believe, but then we live the life that we want to live. No, you've got to commit your life to him. Hallelujah. Amen. If you expect Jesus to commit himself to you. All right. The Bible says that for by grace are you saved through faith is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Yes, we're saved by grace through faith. Amen. Faith is believing the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. All right. But faith without works is dead. James tells us that, amen, that faith without works is dead. Our works are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I know the Bible said, for grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. But then the following in scripture says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The works of faith, hallelujah, are by the grace of God. We're not saved by our works, but we're saved by his works. We're saved by the works, hallelujah, that Jesus does through us. Amen. This is how you rightly divide the word of God about works. Amen. James plainly says faith without works is dead. Amen. And so we're not saved by our works, but we're saved by the works that Jesus does through us by his grace, through faith. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Because we're his workmanship. That when we are born again into the kingdom of God, amen, now we are become his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Hallelujah. Amen. There's work to do in the kingdom. We are servants of the Lord. Amen. Being a servant of God means that we serve the Lord. Amen. A servant works. Praise God. Amen. That's what we want to hear Jesus say when we, when we come before him in that last judgment day. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Amen. You just can't live the life that you want to live and do what you want to do and say, I'm saved because I believe. No, no, no. You've got to serve the Lord. And the Bible says to serve him with gladness. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. Amen. We see the parable when Jesus talked about the man that gave the talents to the three men. He gave one five, gave one two, and gave another one one. 
and the five put it to usury and gained five more. The other one to get two, he put it to usury, gained two. He put it to work. He put it to work. But the one that had one, he buried it in the ground and didn't do nothing with it. Amen. And he was cast into hell, into outer darkness. Why? Because he was not a servant of what God gave him. Amen. And so we must serve the Lord. We must obey his word. We must live by the word of God. We must do the will of God. Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. We've got to do his will. We've got to live out his will. Amen. And we cannot do that on our own. It takes the grace of God. Hallelujah. Faith in his grace. Romans 5 says we have access into this grace by faith. Amen. And so we're saved by grace, but grace is not unmerited favor. That is not what grace means. Amen. Amen. False preachers are preaching a false lasciviousness grace that you're given grace no matter how you live. No matter what you do, you're saved by grace. Grace is not unmerited failure. That's Webster's Dictionary's definition. But the Bible definition of grace is divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the life. That's what the, that's what the Bible definition for grace is. Amen. That you've got to have divine influence from God. You've got to have God influencing you, empowering you with his grace. Amen. Like the book of Ezekiel, God said, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to keep my statutes. Amen. Cause you, amen, to obey my word. Hallelujah. Grace is a causer. Grace causes you to be obedient. But the Bible said God resisted the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so you've got to humble yourself, amen, before God, before God can do any work with you. Amen. Those that are proud is going to be brought down, but those that are humble shall be exalted. Amen. When you humble yourself, then you are a candidate for the grace of God. And now the grace of God comes, amen, and influences you, saves you, hallelujah, empowers you to do the will of God, to live by every word of God, to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all by his grace. Amen. We're not saved by grace as some unmerited favor that God's going to save us no matter what we do. No. No, you can't live a sinful life. Amen. And because you say you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. That you're saved. Amen. You can't be saved shacking up and living in fornication. Amen. And committing adultery and amen and all of that. No, 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 no. That's sin. Sin. Sin cannot enter there. Amen. Grace is not a license to sin. Shall we sin that God's grace may abound? God forbid. No, no, no. Amen. Because if you sin, you're a servant of sin. Amen. But if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you can only do it by his grace to influence you, empower you. Hallelujah. And you see, this is what we need. We need God's grace. We need his 
commitment to us of his grace. We need a commitment of grace, hallelujah, in order for us to be saved. And that grace, amen, is where God will empower us, strengthen us. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hallelujah. We can do all things through the Lord Jesus Christ when he strengthens us. Grace is strength. Grace is empowerment. Grace is divine influence. Grace is God influencing you, causing you, strengthening you, empowering you to do his will. Not your will, but his will. Amen. You do your will in your flesh, in your carnality. You do your will. Amen. Based upon your feelings and based upon what you like and what you don't like. Hallelujah. Amen. That's not a servant of the Lord. A servant of the Lord has crucified the flesh with his affections and lust and walk in the spirit and be led by the spirit of God. Amen. That's a servant of the Lord. But if you're living according to your flesh, drinking beer, alcohol, partying, fornicating, adultery, amen, worldliness and all of this, you're not a servant of the Lord. No, amen, you're not, you, you, you're living under lasciviousness grace, amen, amen, praise God, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, praise the Lord, but you see, there's got to be a commitment from God to us, and we need that commitment of grace, talk more about this, my time is up, God bless you, I'm Pastor Pace. Thank you, Pastor Pace, are you living a life that Jesus will be able to commit himself to you? I know I want the Lord committed to me, but it first takes our commitment to living His laws. Well, that concludes today's edition of the Word of Truth. If you're listening and want more information, or if you would like a personal Bible study, just give us a call. Our phone number is 214-391-0017. God is still doing great things at Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, and I invite you to join us. We're located at 2930 North St. Augustine Drive in Dallas, Texas. We'd love to see you there. If you missed the broadcast or would like to listen to past shows, find Grace and Truth Apostolic church on your favorite podcast app be sure to hit follow and leave a comment in the review section this will help the podcast gain more attention so many more people can hear the truth to be saved on behalf of pastor joel pace and grace and truth apostolic church god bless